the Food Guilt to Food Freedom podcast. I'm Emma, a dietitian specializing in disordered eating and eating disorders. If you've been dieting your whole life and feel swamped with guilt and shame by the world of diet culture and influences, you're in the right place. On this podcast, our mission is to crush confusion and give you tips and strategies to build a better relationship with food and your body. To get started, you can snag my free lunch builder to help you plan an action, a week of lunches that curb binges and fuel workouts. Head to emmaquokdietitian.com slash freebie to download it now or find the link in the show notes. Welcome back everyone to another episode. I can't believe we are actually on episode seven. So I've actually sat here and recorded this quite a few times now, hopefully getting a bit more into the groove and thank you so much for coming back. If you are here today, then you're probably, you probably listened to the last one. And today we're actually going through what are some tangible ways that you can actually improve your body image. And so we're going to walk through four strategies today that you can actually implement straight away today. And hopefully it's like, you know, some really actionable stuff rather than just, you know, telling you to have a better body image or think about your body differently. It's like, what can you actually physically do to help support that? So last episode, we did talk all about kind of what body image was and kind of that that it was really that mixture of internal and external factors. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's probably worth tuning back into the previous episode first and then coming back to this one. To quickly recap though, what we know is that focusing on those internal factors is a huge key and what we want to be, you know, putting our time and energy into because that is the stuff that is actually within our control and what will translate to that more long-term success that we're trying to build. Those external factors on the other hand, and that was examples of like getting validation from others, compliments, like body compliments, you know, fitting those body ideals that society has deemed is what we are wanting to aim for. And if we get there, we kind of now believe that we're worthy. Those types of things are fleeting. And I want us to think, you know, what happens if what we're doing isn't actually realistic long term and that body ideal isn't actually where our bodies either sit optimally or naturally and isn't realistic for us, then what happens if we can't maintain that for whatever reason? Life happens. Um, And I know that's really hard to accept. And if it is, then I also want you to maybe, you know, entertain the idea and think what happens then when we get older or when our bodies will naturally change or perhaps they already have depending on where, you know, where you are in your own personal life. What happens then when you aren't fitting that body ideal and these thoughts are ongoing. You know, think about how long this has been a challenge for you. And if you have been able to change your body, has that actually served you? Um, and if not, then yeah, today you really want to be looking at what are some other tangible ways that we can foster that for you. So we're going to dive into those four tangible strategies now that are actually within your control. And these are what will help you I guess, build up those foundations um, with your relationship with your body and kickstart that kind of more positive body image. So let's jump into it now. Strategy one is looking into tuning into your thoughts. So we want to even imagine like your mind is a bit of a radio station, right? Broadcasting thoughts about your body to you, either consciously or subconsciously. And everyone's frequency I guess is different some people have this constantly all day while others it might come and go it's not very often but you will know yourself best if that radio station is pretty much playing 
a lot of the time. We want to listen in and think, are these, you know, is it playing a good tune or is it a bit of a broken record of negativity, essentially? Take a moment and notice what these are is or like taking that first step in noticing and even jotting them down is the first step. Um, it's not actually about fixing them, you know, rushing in and feeling bad, like, oh my God, I'm having so many of these thoughts. How do I change it? Let's just put a band-aid, you know, oh, um, I'm beautiful or, you know, like trying all these statements that we might see online that we think, you know, we should be telling ourselves. But if we don't actually believe those statements, then it's, it's not really doing anything or it feels really, really clunky. Um, so the first step is actually taking a moment, noticing what the thoughts are and actually writing them down. I find the exercise of writing them down is really powerful because we don't realize until it's like on paper and we're actually looking at it like, wow, I am so mean to myself or I can't believe I'm actually having this negative of a thought about myself and like you know if you were to say it out loud to someone else like I guess like you just would never but that can often be the the tape that is playing in our own mind so I want you to really use curiosity with this activity and ask yourself like why do you think that tape is playing and where did you pick up some of that narrative you know because when we find and look at the history of you know why do we think this way that also helps us foster a bit of compassion to ourselves around you know no wonder I feel this way um, and a really simple technique that I want you to use or you can try to use is once you have all those thoughts kind of written down it's to remember that they are just thoughts And thoughts are not facts. So sometimes when we start to notice these thoughts and you can pick up on them a bit better, when you notice them, I want you to just tell yourself rather than like putting a band-aid, you know, statement over the top that you don't yet believe, I just want you to add the simple statement of I'm having the thought before whatever negative thought that you're having. Um, And what that does is it really diffuses the power of those thoughts. It actually reminds ourselves that yeah this is actually just a thought it doesn't mean it's a fact um so to take an example you might look like to take an example from the last podcast you might look in the mirror and you might say oh I look so disgusting today um like you know those love handles are so gross that might be your really negative thought and so if we notice that thought we catch it and we tell ourselves okay I'm having the thought that I look disgusting today And my love handles are gross. What that does, I don't know if you can hear it even just in the way I've phrased that, but what that does is just distance yourself from that thought. Just that tiny, you know, that tiny window of distance to help you see that it's actually not a fact. This can often just help center your emotions around that thought and help you not, I guess, spiral out of control or it lead to unwanted behaviors as a result. So the next strategy we're going to talk through is actually expressing gratitude to yourself. Okay, so it's about shifting the focus away from how your body looks to instead what it can do and being grateful for that. The way I usually um, recommend is like maybe grabbing a journal, especially like maybe just before bed, and it's reflecting on the uniqueness of your body or what your body has actually done for you that day right appreciating what it can do for you on the daily is really really helpful so it's examples of things like 
breathing or being able to actually, you know, walk from A to B. Um, Maybe it's being able to lift really heavy that day or not even, you know, really heavy, just being able to lift in general or being able to go to the gym. That's a massive privilege and not everybody can actually do that. So taking moments of your day to reflect on what your body has done for you and how either, you know, strong or flexible or enduring it is can be a really, really uplifting thing to help improve your body image. The goal is to really flex kind of that gratitude muscle regularly and honing in on, you know, your capabilities that extend beyond just the way you look. It won't probably feel very natural at first, but with consistent daily practice, you actually soon be able to make this your like subconscious inner dialogue as well, but without practicing it, that won't happen. Um, and so I find like, yeah, journaling even before bed is a good time. If you, you know, don't like that practice, then, you know, being able to just simply reflect on a couple of things every day can still be helpful. But again, there's something powerful about writing things down. I don't know what it is. It just kind of is a great way to <laughs> sum up your day and, and, and take you to bed. Um, but find what does work for you and give that strategy a go as well. The third strategy is embracing some self-care and being quite mindful and intentional about that. Now, I know mindful self-care is, you know, kind of this trendy term that we hear about, but it really is a game changer when it comes to fostering some body compassion. Um, What I think is left out in the piece is often why, you know, why is it important? And I love to use the analogy of a a relationship that you might build either with your child or another child, right? Um, If we're not physically taking care of that child, because we know that children actually can't, like especially when they're, you know, little bubbers. Um, And so we have to physically take care of them. And if we didn't, how could we possibly expect to have a really thriving and nourishing relationship with them? Similar to our bodies, if we're not physically taking care of our bodies, then how can we expect to have a good relationship with it? I think a lot of us are really stuck in the cycle of hating or shaming our bodies in the hopes that this will be enough to motivate and drive us to change or create, you know, whatever body society has deemed is acceptable for us. But coming back to the child analogy, we don't necessarily, you know, have to be in love with our bodies or even like our bodies in order to take care of them from a physical standpoint, even with kids. I know it's very true that we don't always love them or even like them of every single second of every day. Sometimes they get on our bloody nerves. But even on a day like that where a kid was driving you nuts and you were feeling every other kind of emotion, you would still take care of them. You would still feed them and bathe them. And if we didn't, that would be neglect. Um, And I want you to think about and reflect on, is that something that you're doing with your body? You know, are you actually physically taking care of your body or doing things um, to practice self-care and treat it? Because if we're not, then it's really hard again for you to build a better relationship with your body and therefore your body image. So to do this, it really is starting by, you know, creating a bit of a self-care routine. Um, It might be identifying activities that bring you joy, relaxation and nourishment. Feeding your body is a type of self-care. So whether it is making yourself a nourishing meal, taking a bubble bath, you know, doing a face mask, 
going for a walk in nature because that's genuinely what you enjoy, then these types of activities are actually starting to build mindful self-care for your body. I think these are more like what we think of when we think of self-care, but other types of self-care that are really important are things like setting personal boundaries, setting work boundaries, prioritizing your sleep, the not so sexy and, you know, uh, pretty things, I guess. These things are also really important in order to help you foster a better body image. The fourth and final tangible strategy that I want to walk you through today is reflecting, I guess, on your own compliments for others and actively changing them to be more uh, in line with good body image notions. So what we want to do with this one is really break the cycle of body fixation, both for yourself and for others. And to do this, it's by actively complimenting your loved ones on attributes that are unrelated to their physical appearance. What we know is that if we are doing this for others and focusing on other attributes that aren't about physical you know, properties or relations for other people, that is also going to help us focus on those internal compliments for ourselves. I think the other beautiful thing about that is when we give out these genuine compliments to others, quite naturally, that will come full cycle back to us. And so we're doing, you know, internal change, but also external change here. And I want to quickly chat through kind of what I mean by, you know, compliments that are unrelated to your physical appearance and how that might sound. I think we feel a lot of pressure to, you know, compliment people based on like body changes and things like that because we think that's, you know, what people want to hear and, and, you know, you will hear that people love getting those comments too. But I think body comments either make us feel awful or give us that fleeting external validation, right, that we've spoken about. But what it does is it makes us hyper-focused on our bodies in the long run, the more comments, even if they're positive, that we receive. So starting to change the narrative, again, just with what is within your control and setting the example by finding better ways to compliment your loved ones too is a great start. So we're going to go through seven types of compliments that you can give your loved ones that aren't focused on physical attributes. So number one, it might be a personality trait, right? So it might be something like, you're such a generous person and I really admire that about you. Another type of compliment might be appreciation. What do you appreciate about the person? So it might be that um, you always know how to make me laugh and and feel better. I appreciate you for that. Third type of compliment might be uh, based on their reliability. You know, you're always there for me in my darkest hour. I can always count on you. A fourth type of compliment might be their resilience as a person. So it might be that I love that you always try to see the positive side in every situation. Fifth type of compliment might be their creativity or their talent. Maybe coming into Christmas, it's like, you're so talented at baking. These cookies you made are amazing and they're so creative. A sixth type of compliment, compassion. How many people in your lives are really compassionate and how often do we compliment that? So it might be that your patience and kindness towards your loved ones is so heartwarming. And number seven, I thought I would still stick in a you know, if we are making physical compliments, um, then can we focus on making that something that is not body related and actually within the person's control? So some examples might sound like, I love your sense of style and fashion, or that hairstyle you've done today is like super creative and it looks great. So again, these are things that are within the person's control um, and is probably something that they've done by choice. And so that's going to feel a lot better for that person. 
when you heard some of these compliments, I also want you to take a moment and reflect how would you feel receiving some of these compliments? And how would that compare to receiving, say, a body compliment? I think the lovely thing about a lot of these compliments is that it speaks to who a person actually is and probably ties into people's personal values and would make them feel really good from an internal perspective. And if we're building up on those things, that is going to make us feel a lot better long term and help us have that really nice inner dialogue. Um, So yeah, that's the last tangible strategy. I hope that's helpful. So to summarize today, we talked through four tangible strategies that you can actually implement today to help start improving your body image. The first one is really just tuning into that radio station and what are those internal thoughts that are going on, writing them down, whether they're negative or positive, I think it's important to just write them down, look at them, reflect on them. And then when you're noticing them come up, use um, the simple phrase, I'm having the thought before your negative thought to kind of diffuse its power over you, essentially. Number two is showing yourself more gratitude. And that might be, you know, journaling and focusing on the function of your body rather than the appearance. The third strategy is embracing some mindful self-care, coming up with a bit of a list around what you can actually start to include as part of a self-care routine um, that works for you. And number four, reflecting on the compliments that you give, okay, and focusing on those, you know, seven types of compliments that maybe you can give someone heading into festive season this year um, and know that it will be so well received and appreciated and do, you know, some really good long term as well. Thanks so much for tuning in with me on today's episode. I'd love to know what you guys learned or what small skill or strategy you could take away and try today. Please don't be afraid to DM me on Instagram. If you've enjoyed it or found it useful in any way, I would so appreciate if you can take a spare minute to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify as it helps me get the word out about this new podcast. Thanks again, team, and I'll see you at the next one.